Hello everyone. We are back with another episode of Let's Business. First of all, a very happy new year to all our listeners. I'm sure despite all the ups and downs we had in 2020, we hope 2020 has been a successful year for you and your organization. Thank you for taking your precious time out and being part of Let's Business podcast. we have many fascinating podcast lined up for this year on today's episode with me i have rushil mohan co-founder of pitch pitch is the city logistics expert combining the speed of an on demand services reliability and efficiency of traditional logistics and an unparalleled consumer experience i hope you will enjoy this podcast Hi Rushil thank you so much for coming over to Blitz Business uh, it's a pleasure to have you so uh, can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and the idea behind your venture pitch yeah yes please yeah absolutely ashish thank you so much for having me uh, really appreciate what you're doing with blitz business and helping um, you know other entrepreneurs and lending a little bit of light into what goes on into being an entrepreneur um i'm brushal as you mentioned i'm the co-founder and head of product here at pitch we started the company about um about 18 odd months ago at this point uh, april 2019 but the the pain the seeds for the company had been sowed uh, a couple of uh, months prior to that so we call it the famous sari and uh, what it basically happened was that we were living in dubai at the time so my father and i founded pitch together we were living in dubai at the time and uh, dad was making a quick trip to um, to delhi for some work at the same time mom had asked him to bring back one of nani's sari that she needed for an exhibition um so he gets to he gets to delhi he's you know um stuck in meetings one of those quick in and out trips and as a result he just says like hey uh, nani can you send over the sari or is there any other way to get it so she wasn't able to do it he didn't have a driver and as a result they just weren't he just wasn't able to take that sari back home obviously went home to a fairly disgruntled uh you know mom and uh, he and then that kind of like like just just raised a very simple question in our minds we're from delhi we're originally from delhi dad went to school here i went to school here uh it raised a very simple question in our minds that if i need something delivered from you know just gk greater kailash over to gurgaon is there really no way to do it you obviously can't do it with one of the existing services because they only operate in a in a very closed defined radius and you can't do it with a traditional courier company when you only have a couple of hours to spare so is there really no way to get something from within the city to uh, you know to you in a fairly on demand and secure manner that was the the first kind of time that we realized that this problem existed um as tends to be and as when problems become that apparent they start popping up in other areas as well another instance happened that wanted to send a cake to one of his friends who was celebrating his birthday but the bakery that he loved just didn't deliver to his area it wasn't listed on any of the platforms same question but if i'm willing to pay for the the delivery from point a to point b then why is there not a service who's doing it that like i said was the very very first nugget that led to the birth of um the idea that is pitch today 
over the last 18 months over you know uh, uh, del- very deliberate decisions obviously responding to circumstances as well we've grown into uh, what we call being a city logistics expert and really what that means is that if your requirement is to move anything from point a to point b within the city we do it with an incredibly short lead time we do it with direct delivery and we do it for everyone so where we started with an individual consumer app today we have a host of uh, business clients as well across different verticals who we um, are able to deliver for just because of the way that our uh, entire operations technology the way the entire business is set up so uh, that one infamous sari was famous at this point um, led to the birth of what uh, you know we spend our time on today wow that's very interesting rashil so tell me how did you manage to sort of uh, found your initial seed customers uh, how did you manage to get the ball rolling yeah you know that's a, that's a great question um, and it happens on a couple of fronts i think the natural tendency the natural thought is that oh you know let's put some marketing money behind it but our approach to acquisition was very different because again i think we are a a, a paid service it's not an engagement app so or, or just a downloadable thing there's a physical service being provided so most important is finding the people who trust you uh, to conduct that first transaction with you and then wowing them with an experience that makes them want to use you again but also recommend you to others so in this case specifically like i said we identified a problem of on demand radius free deliveries um that we you know just started we wanted to solve it obviously started with a focused group of friends and family then we put it onto the app stores in a completely free manner we made our service available to the public because we also wanted to see how customers were actually using us and every single customer that we acquired not even acquired every single customer that used us just just tried us out even if it was sort of fairly commoditized item was just so impressed by the quality of service the quality of individual the you know the the, the ease and seamlessness of the product that they kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back even today we have users who we acquired even before we you know ever had our first transaction ever had our first paid transaction um similarly even in circles right like some people who we had shared it with we're just like wow i can't believe that this finally exists they recommended to their friends they recommended to their friends and that was our very like early stage organic word of mouth driven growth um i recently spoke a little bit about how being a very brand led company allowed us to double down on that early um adoption because when customers were so like just being a brand simply means having a level of consistency in your promise in your offering and we were able to do that across touch points right from the first thing that we moved so it gave customers the the confidence that wow next time will also be like this next time will also be like this where people started with commoditized items over short distances later grew into uh, more valuable items over longer distances more frequent use cases and as tendency is as you know that something exists you tend to use it for more and more as time goes on it becomes your go to um today our strategy obviously has evolved from that point but yeah to your initial question just making ourselves available to a small group of people and having a level of consistency in that first service offering ensured that our word of mouth adoption at an early stage was very very high and the network and repeatability effect of our own adoption was very high mm-hmm. 
so that's very interesting in terms of uh, the way you started and uh, got your initial customer so uh, as a business pitch so is it's a completely the entire team is managed by you or is there a part of process which gets outsourced how does it work uh, internally the end to end service managed by pitch yeah <clears throat> great question ashish um and i think given the, the the proposition that we're putting having consistency and control was one of our key and continues to be one of our key kind of uh, uh, areas right and as a result even our delivery executives are on role so they're not gig economy um, workers even our delivery executives are on role our key support functions are on role and our entire technology stack and all our products are built in house as well when you're a young company uh, trying to be agile trying to grow in a manner that is um, i i would say fairly different to what already exists building a team that shares a vision and is able to deliver on that vision is critical and that's why a lot of our core and ancillary functions continue to remain in house mm-hmm. so that brings me to an interesting question in terms of what has been the most difficult aspect of starting uh, in the business uh, hiring sales technology you mentioned you have built the entire technology stack also so what has been the most challenging aspect for you yeah relevant question ashish um you know the truth is that the most difficult thing in wanting to do something different is building and finding a team that shares that vision with you so the one word answer that i would say is people um as i said it pitch is founded by my father and i him and i are very much cut from the same cloth in the way that we think about problem solving and the way that we think about uh, you know building and as a result we're able to bring two different skill sets but the shared vision around uh, how things should be naturally as we've built uh, the team as we've built various other functions um finding the right people who will deliver the same quality in the same way and have the same uh, passion towards doing something different and doing it in a better way is critical uh, and that ranges right from you know core positions all the way through to every single support and delivery executives that we onboard today so how do you position yourself as a technology company as a tech company or a logistic company again a great question uh, would it be a bit of a cop out to say tech enable logistics <laughs> um but but ashish on on a serious note we we first and foremost are a service company okay the 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 core offering here is consistency the core offering here is a pleasant experience we facilitate that through city logistics but in order to achieve what we have to do from a city logistics perspective with shorter lead times faster deliveries exceptional experiences good unit economics having a very strong technology base is critical as well um like i said we call ourselves the city logistics experts and there are three contributing factors to that the service the logistics and the technology mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so how do you i mean you must have seen recently swiggy have started a service called something called uh genie yep so how do you differentiate yourself or how are you trying to position i mean definitely you have mentioned in terms of you are trying to solve the uh, hyper local landscape but how do you sort of compete or differentiate with the likes of swiggy who have like tons of funding in place sure 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, and that's relevant. You know, like obviously, uh, we always say this that logistics is not a new industry. Okay, logistics is an industry that has literally been around from the time of carrier pigeons and sending things through hand with someone else. Um, it's just that it's grown in a very interesting way. So the reason I keep uh, reiterating of us being city logistics experts is because what we do is we combine the efficiency and coverage of traditional logistics. Like you want to send something from Gurgaon to Ghaziabad, we'll do it. You want to send something from Faridabad to Noida, we'll do it. Right. Even in a market like Bombay, which is very longitudinal in nature, we'll go from a, a Malad to a to a to a Kolaba as well. Right. So we are able to bring that coverage and that uh, reliability of traditional logistics. And I'll get on that reliability piece in a second. But because we're very, very tech enabled, very tech forward, we're able to bring that on demand nature of what we've come to expect from app based products, API driven products. Right. Um, when you mention Swiggy Genie as an example, Swiggy Genie is focused on uh, kind of errand style tasks happening in an environment around you, right? Our major difference is that we are a logistics company. We're not a delivery company, okay? We don't list anybody on our, on our app. We don't have a platform or a discovery or a marketplace. But what we do is efficient, fast, and reliable logistics. That reliability piece, just as I wrap this, uh, this one up, you know, it again goes down to the nature of our own employees. By having everybody be on role, they're able to provide a level of confidence to the end consumer as well. You know, with the gig economy, your biggest question always is around the delivery of that service. Will this order be cancelled after it's placed? Will this rider even show up? Will the will 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 my items in some form of fashion be tampered or mishandled on their way here? But that's not necessarily a concern that you have with traditional logistics company because they've become known for providing reliability. We feel that we can definitely combine those two spaces and that's what we continue to work on. So short answer, coverage liability. Long answer is that as city logistics experts, it's about combining two traditional spaces, uh, not in terms of trying to compete with one or the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's very interesting you know the problem which you're sort of trying to solve because as a consumer also right i am much more uh very in terms of someone will come the packaging will be all right even if the product will be there or not right uh what will be the condition of the product etc so i think it's a very interesting space to be in uh, and what you're trying to solve so i think it will be interesting for the listeners to also understand which which all cities are you currently present in and what are your plans for expansion yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we are currently in all five cities of Delhi and CR and comfortably cross-border. So uh, Delhi, Gurgaon, Faridabad, Noida, Ghazibad. Naturally, our uh, plans are to continue growing across uh, India and then soon after internationally as well with a focus on Southeast Asia. So our next market would very much be Bombay and the greater Bombay area. The way we look at our at our offering, Ashish, is that um, any city, any market that has uh, that is very, very rapidly and upwardly urbanizing has the requirement for more being delivered faster, being brought to them, you know, quicker and safely. And that's any market that would really benefit from having pitch. So it's a matter of time before you see us uh, nationwide. So will we be seeing you anytime soon in the fundraising landscape also? 
or have you raised any funds till now? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, our um, we are fully self-funded, fully founder-funded. Um, and our reason for that is because we knew we were taking on a challenge that is uh, uh, that, that was previous, that, that is truly disruptive in the sense that it combines two spaces, right? Um, and we wanted to really essentially put our money where our mouth is. So we are fully uh, founder-funded and we have been since inception. Uh, yes, our plans are to raise capital but in a very deliberate manner, specifically for growth goals. Uh, given that we are revenue generating and we have been revenue generating and our focus is on unit economics, uh, you know, operations is something that we're constantly keeping an eye on, but naturally we want to grow. Uh, we want to be across different markets, continue to add competencies. Um, and that's where, where funding would come. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you mentioned in terms of, I'm coming back to the previous question, in terms of you mentioned people was the, uh, difficult aspect when you started the business but what about the business in itself like running a logistic operation uh, tech enabled operation you're managing two teams you have a tech stack team you have your people on ground what has been the most sort of challenging aspect in terms of running the business uh, apart from definitely people being because you're in people business but uh, what sort of new challenges uh, are you seeing uh, sure Sure. No, that, that, that's a relevant question. Just, but just when you were saying, I said, yeah, there's those two teams and the support team and the marketing team and, you know, other teams. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's a relevant question, Ashish. And I think uh, I'm going to go back to the fact that, you know, when we're combining two different spaces, uh, the most critical thing that will constantly prop up is that you don't necessarily have a reference points, right? When you are creating something new, and I guess that the nature of entrepreneurship, when you are creating something new, um, you know, you are uh, really hoping that what you are bringing to the table is going to work as envisioned, is going to be executed as envisioned. Right now, I just want to specifically talk about the two teams that you spoke. Let's take the delivery executives in the market. The market has become a very gig driven market uh, up until now. But there absolutely was a need space of a fixed employment style structure around delivery executives. Now, one of the major things was finding the right um, and building the right model that would entice them and lend to business goals. So that, you know, finding the people was one thing, but then ensuring that um, the, the, the ensuring that everything around the supply side was also being built, uh, was also going to be sustainable as we build and scale. On the tech side, for example, you know, we have a, a suite of products, which I'd be happy to get into. We have a suite of products, but the underlying algorithm, the underlying algorithm and our underlying competency of real-time order clubbing again, has a lot of dependencies from other functions. And it is in and of itself a system that's uh, honestly not seen in the market. I mean, what we do with our algorithms, what we're able to achieve with our efficiencies is uh, is something that we had to build from scratch from day one, rather than saying that, hey, you know, we're going to pick this up from here or they do it like this, so we'll do it like this. Um, it was building something that was solving a problem and because we've had a very like clear eye on what the problem is, we've been able to build each team, tech, delivery executives, support, et cetera, et cetera, in a manner that lends itself to the common business goal. So yes, people, uh, and then what those people do has in and of itself been a huge learning. So 
very interesting so i'll touch upon uh, you mentioned a very crucial piece of uh, real time clubbing right uh, even in the most uh, advanced company or which has been in logistics space for some time uh, they they have faced a lot of challenge because ultimately in logistics if you are able to optimize your uh, routes right uh, you can save a lot of money you can have the unit economics so so how do you plan to do in india india so delhi being sort of i will take an exceptional case wherein you still have pin codes map etc everything is sort of still in place but when you move to tier 2 or tier 3 cities uh, i mean what sort of uh, plan or idea you have in your mind to tackle such situation where the mapping is not so much clear uh, Sure, sure. No, that's 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 a good question. Um, I think the one distinction that I'll that I'll add before I dive deep is that you know we're we're uh, not building as a courier company. Let me start there. We're not building as a courier company. Uh, so you know if you're sending let's say from Delhi to Jaipur, that's not in the vision right now. As I shared, uh, you know as I shared, our goal is to be city logistics experts, so to provide intra-city uh, and kind of. commuting area logistics um and that that kind of partially answers that question the second thing that i would say you mentioned pin codes and again because we're not a courier company we do actually have coordinate mapping for every delivery that we do that is a lot of how we leverage our data um and i think at the at the at the base of it all is the way like one of our key differences ashish is that is our, is in our consumer segments our ability to cater to different business and consumer segments directly feeds into our ability to do clubbing directly feeds back into what we're able to serve at a business level right so it's a virtuous cycle of the kind of people that you onboard the kind of businesses that you work with but also um, ensuring that you have the underlying efficiency to map it and like i said we're not building as a courier company we're building as a city logistics company Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes sense definitely makes sense uh, it's it, it's an it's an entirely different market right so what has been uh, uh, coming to the real uh, now the uh, sort of the current scenario right uh, during pandemic right what has been sort of the impact uh, of covid on your business i mean i'm sure everyone was sort of delivering um, there was delivery was the key aspect during lockdown or after lockdown i mean people are not stepping outside so how did covid sort of impacted your business in terms of uh, you got more orders less orders or what was your thought process i mean how did you manage the pandemic yeah absolutely uh, you know it's it, it's a bit of an open secret at this point that if there's uh, industries that have benefited through this pandemic uh, obviously one has been logistics as a whole Uh, in addition to ott platforms streaming platforms etc etc um but critically speaking for ourselves i think it's it's many things ashish uh, the thing that i would start with is that this pandemic these circumstances essentially accelerated the adoption of the 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 bet that we had made keep in mind that we have started building in april 2019 we went live in october 2019 like four months before coronavirus was even a thing in india right i mean at that point what we were making a bet on is that people want more from within their cities people want safety people want reliability and in the case of most items they want speed in this scenario now if you just fast forward that from inception to maybe 6 9 months we're seeing that the critical and urgent nature of most things 
you know warrants that speed um, the fear of uh, the fear of infection warrants that safety and again knowing that these are on roll employees where we have checks on their health where we are providing them with sanitization uh, you know uh, equipment and inventory gave people that confidence as well that i know that this company is safe right and then the last thing obviously that um, people would want things from within their city i mean just take some of the partners that we work with we deliver all over ncr for them um whereas any other partner or them themselves would have you know either been inhibited by the number of deliveries they could do or been inhibited by where they could do those deliveries so that three kind of uh, the three major things that we were we were building on were severely accelerated in their acceptance through the last couple of months um and that's really just just the crux of it we feel that we feel that the adoption of our of our values was uh, uh, going to happen i mean because that's where the market was moving and it was uh, it was about identifying that need naturally what's happened during covid is that the the uh, the value of that has become has become a lot more mainstream a lot faster than we uh, than would have happened in a different scenario mm-hmm. i think uh, very good and valid points which you just mentioned in terms of uh, uh, I mean, it adds up to a cost, also, right? If you're doing, uh, let's say, hourly checks or the other things. Uh, but I think uh, people are much more now open for such concept, wherein they are able to uh, manage and get the delivery of different different products. I think market sort of pandemic has forced everyone uh, to adopt technology, right? <laughs> Yeah, Ashish, and you know the way the way I look at it is that um, what what the pandemic has done at a consumer level is by all of us being in our homes, even things that previously we used to step out for, we've just kind of made a habit of of expecting it at our door now. And on the on the business side, what you see is that businesses now recognize that they you have to have a model built around uh, delivery, if not at least make it a significant part of your own business model. Because again, I think everybody understands the the, the different kind of efficiencies businesses can bring when they become delivery first. Um, but the number of people and the adoption of that has become so quick in the last couple of uh, months because consumers want it. I mean, consumers have formed that habit and everybody knows that the consumer is king uh, or queen. So, so I would basically, again, kind of reiterate here that we have a very different approach to business building in the sense that we truly believe in the uh, uh, in making an investment towards our employees, towards our customers, and ensuring a level of satisfaction and assurance at, with every single person involved with Pitch. I just want to say regarding COVID that my biggest kind of uh, pride, our pride as a company has been that we've not been switched off for even a second. I mean, from the day, March 22nd, when the initial Janta curfew was announced, we are an essential service. We have been an essential service. And because of our on-roll employees and because of our customers' trust in us, there wasn't a single moment when we weren't operating, right? And that, to me, uh, just goes to show the, the value of logistics as an essential service, the need for city logistics, um, but also the responsibility that we ourselves have to our customers in providing a, uh, just providing consistency, safety, security, speed, all those things that I've mentioned. The onus is on us and how we make it possible is is what we're working on every day. 
so what, what do you think uh, rushil in terms of uh, you are definitely in logistics space the you have a lot of adjacent verticals which you can touch upon in future not not definitely in terms of grocery deliveries or there are other aspects of it do you plan to enter or touch upon these different aspects because ultimately you have the entire infrastructure in place the technology is already there or you want to be solely a city service provider Yeah, a great question, Ashish. Um, I, I think what I would start with that is city logistics as a space. City logistics in itself as a category is is uh, is perhaps just at the cusp of its growth. Yes, we've seen hyperlocal. Yes, we've seen courier. But now you're looking at uh, businesses who want to have more, like instead of having a distributed demand, want to have uh, uh, want to have kind of. A, a larger kind of supply capacity and then have a good distribution network for it additionally you're seeing other businesses who are now transitioning from being brick and mortar to having distributed commerce uh, strategies and our ability to uh, ensure that they're able to keep um keep up with their promises and keep up with their own efficiencies in my opinion is going to see us continue to cater to the space for for a long time to come and like i said the space in and of itself is just growing um to your second question or your second part of the question the the things that we want to build the capacities and capabilities that we want to add will continue to be in um making making logistics and making deliveries for consumers and businesses alike faster safer and more efficient um and given where we are in our journey i think that's very much the focus uh, in terms of where we are yes there's a lot of things that you know um in the pipeline and and etc but like this market is not uh, is not tapping out anytime soon um and yeah and we're very excited about the future that we're building i think you know in a couple of months where what we're building right now in a couple of months you will see uh, or actually in the coming months you'll see more products more features roll out and uh, and then we know that that's going to have its own impact in the market oh definitely uh, i think it will be very interesting to see also uh, as you expand and will be good to have you some other time also uh, whenever you are expanding raising capital it is always good to know uh, how uh, how different things have been so to sort of conclude and wrap our uh, discussion in it rushil tell me what would you after having run the business for last as you mentioned like uh, approximately now it's been a year or so so what will you be suggest for someone or what would you have done differently uh knowing things that you know you know yeah listen i uh, if i knew everything i know after a year and a half in this business i think i would probably not made these mistakes and made other mistakes instead so <laughs> that's what i would uh, i would just leave that of course listen i think uh, hindsight is 2020 if we knew everything we would have done things uh, we we i think the biggest thing that we joke is we would have ramped up far before march just given the way uh, demand came in and um, and demand came to the market we would have we would have ramped up Uh, far more aggressively uh, before the lockdown so that's that's something that i can confidently say uh, but just to your other question what what kind of advice or what would i tell my younger self is uh, one of the key values that we've maintained um, and the key vision statements that we've had since day one and that's just in terms of of always falling in love with the problem don't fall in love with the idea don't fall in love with the solution 
I think the tendency that, you know, we can have is that I've come up with an idea. And if you hear a lot of, uh, you know, uh, people who come up with ideas, that's how they start. It's coming up with an idea and saying, okay, cool, I'm going to build this into a product, a feature, a business, so on and so forth. Um, I would always encourage taking those three steps back and asking, what is the problem that I am solving? What is the problem that I'm solving and how big is that problem? Does that problem uh, exist just in my head or is that a problem in the market? And making each decision um, in with a very clear goal that does this solve the problem or does this solve a part of the problem? You know, it's easy to kind of build products of vanity, build features of vanity, which may not tangibly add to either the problem or to your own business, but having a laser focus that this is what I'm here to solve. This is the problem. This is the need that exists in the market. And then building in a relevant, deliberate and purposeful manner towards wherever your apex may take you, wherever your growth journey may take you. Just keep in mind if why you chose to do what you did um, and and always use that as your guiding light as you build. That's very important. I think that's an excellent point. Trishali just mentioned keeping, you know, uh, keeping true to yourself in terms of, you know, what was the reason you started the uh, business venture or the idea. I think that's very important. And I think it's a very good takeaway also for all the listeners who are listening. I think it's an excellent point. Uh, it was just wonderful, uh, Rishil, to have you and to understand the entire landscape, what's, what is happening and what sort of services you are providing. It was uh, an excellent experience to hear you. Absolutely, Ashish. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of your, your podcast and I will continue to listen and um, look forward to the other speakers that you have on here as well. Uh, again, thanks a lot for having me. Thanks a lot for, for showcasing Pidge as well. Thank you for listening. We will be back with another episode of Blitz Business. Stay tuned.